Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have one of my new found internet crushes. I'm just going to admit it right now. This man is so smart and so nerdy and has helped truly like me kind of tackle our new marketing strategies regarding our email. So today on the podcast, we're having Chris Davis from Active Campaign. He's the director of education. He is a email marketing genius. And I do not use that word lightly. So many amazing resources and buckets of knowledge. And we're kind of talking about a little bit of everything today. Yeah. So today we go everything from like really deep knowledge and information about your audience and your customers to some of the basic mindsets you need to be in when you're starting your email marketing game. We use a ton of analogies, which you know means I enjoyed it. We talked about dating. We talked about, I mean, all sorts of things. So just get ready. This is a good episode. And I think it'll prepare you to really dive in with the right mind frame because it's definitely less tactical than I expected it to be. But that that just opens to the door to all the amazing resources that Chris mentioned at the end. Yeah. Which I think is, is I'm really glad it went that way because I think a lot of people do need a mindset shift when it comes to how they're thinking about email marketing compared to social media channels or getting to know their audience or data collection or whatever it might be. And so if, if you're overwhelmed or frozen or stuck in any way, shape or form when it comes to your current email marketing strategies, I think this one will kind of help you reset that mentality and help you move forward. All right, guys, I'm super excited for this episode. As you've probably heard a couple of times, I've nerded out a little bit about some email marketing tactics, the Active Campaign podcast, and all of the amazing things that that platform can do. And you recently heard 
our switch from ConvertKit to Infusionsoft to ActiveCampaign. Well, it was my dream to get the host of their podcast on our show so you could learn some amazing email marketing tactics from him. So Chris, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Glad to be here and excited. I'm excited. We are super pumped. I feel like we could talk about email marketing with our audience like 75 bajillion times, but I feel like it's going to take the right person to kind of hone in that they do need to take it seriously, that it is something that they should focus on. And even though with all of this scary, like new regulations and stuff that we're like having to protect ourselves with, that it's not daunting or overwhelming or not doable. And I feel like you might have some techniques for our listeners on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about like how you got into the email marketing game and what makes you excited about pimping it out all day long. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a short version of a long story. (laughs) And I was introduced. I I didn't know email marketing existed. I didn't know what it was. The only thing that I knew I could use email for was Outlook on my corporate job to email other people. That was the capacity of my knowledge with email. So at a corporate job, Lockheed Martin, I was just bored to death. I mean, it was just so I I was there for seven years. I enjoyed it for two. And the first (laughs) the first two years, you know, right. I'm working on top secret applications and I'm programming microprocessors and all this. I'm like I'm like James Bond or something. Right. And it just got real corporate real fast and boring. And it was just like death every day. So I was introduced to email marketing through Pat Flynn. And and this is before his website looked any, it looked like a Microsoft document is how his website used to look. And I was reading and I was just like, what is this guy? What are these words on this web page? And what, you know, like, what is he doing? And at that time, I was just like reading his blog and getting emails from his blog. And later, I think it was Jeff Walker who had like a product launch formula product and I end up buying it. It was thousands of dollars. You know, you're I'm an engineer and I'm thinking, this is my way out. He's making a million. All I have to do is, <laughs> is figure out what he's doing. And I'll never forget, I get into the course and I'm waiting for him to show me what's the trick with making money online. And after I had gone through it, he had mentioned email so many times that it finally clicked. I was like, oh, they're using email. email." Right. So fast forward to now and a lot has changed. Right. Technology has moved so fast that a lot of the strategies that were taught by these Internet marketers four or five years ago will not work. They will not work out the box. You have to be able to couple them with other strategies to be effective. And essentially that coupling and understanding that the space had changed is what opened the gates for marketing automation and for me to go deeper and pass just in an email to a more personalized marketing experience. Well, and I, I love that takeaway. That That's the big takeaway I got from listening to a lot of your episodes over on the Active Campaign podcast, because, you know, e- even the techniques that we were using two years ago, a year ago with our own email list, we cannot use anymore because people are onto the game. They can smell it a mile away. They know what email's coming next, especially I feel like in the online course world where people like they know the sales pitch. They know that funnel. Here's your free videos series. And then I'm going to tell you my whole life story and my ups and my downs. And then I'm going to solve your problems. And I'm going to pitch you my program. It's the same. Tweak it a little bit, but it's the same. And 
I feel like I really enjoy the way that you guys talk about truly talking to your subscribers like they're just one human being instead of thousands of people or hundreds of people. It doesn't matter how many you have. And that not only do you preach that as a smart technique, but your platform makes it actually easy to do that, whereas a lot of others don't. So regardless of like, we don't have to get into nitty gritties of active campaigns features, not necessarily, but I want to talk about like, why that specific piece is important and various ideas on how people can talk to their people like they're just one person instead of 50 subscribers or 50,000 subscribers. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the difference in, you know, me talking to you in pronouns, <laughs> me talking to you in your first name, right? So I here's what I like to do. Most of the time, people know how to do this. Here's what's crazy. You know how to do all the listeners. You already know how to do this. You know how to do this because you do it in your everyday life. Right. You know how to go into a room, say hi to everybody and then go and talk to that individual or go and talk to that individual. Right. And when we translate it to technology, it's just the technology that confuses everybody. Right. So in order for me to have a personal conversation with you, first off, like we'll just start from scratch as if I don't know you. Hello, what's your name? Emily. Hey, nice to meet you, Emily. Wait a minute. What's your last name again? Oh, okay. I I, I just met another Emily the other day and I was like, this could be crazy if you're the same Emily, right? And we're having a conversation. And what am I doing? I'm basing this conversation. You just gave me two pieces of data. I'm basing the conversation off the information I gathered. So now if we take this, just keep it really simple, <laughs> keep it very simple. What is, how do I personalize my marketing? I can't personalize my marketing if I don't collect the data. So that is the fundamental flaw in the approach with a lot of people. They go to an email platform and their mind is on, let me send email, not let me collect data because it's the data in that email <laughs> that makes it personalized. The data is where my heart just like explodes with happiness. I get so pumped up because I for so long felt like a lot of our listeners in that it felt like such an impersonal experience. And it felt so disconnected and I didn't really know who these people were. And then it, it was literally as simple as asking them questions and like literally having them reply or clicking certain things on the email. So all of a sudden, I knew a piece of information about them, whether that be trying to figure out where they are at in their stage of business or what part of the world they live in or whatever. And that information has allowed us, even though I don't technically know 27,000 people, like I can talk to you as if we've hung out before. And that's so huge. Yeah. And, and that's that's really the key, right? Is you're sending an email, but the focus isn't the email, right? Like it's the relationship. Like if I meet someone of interest in any capacity, I want to get to know them, right? Not, not just for the sake for me to sell myself, like here's why you need to know me, but I, I want to gauge like, are we a good fit? Is is this is this relationship worth spending time in? Whether it's a something like a hobby based, you know, or or more of like a platonic, or you know, onto like me looking for a spouse. But I need to get that information about you, not just for me, 
but for you, like I, I want to inform both of us and let's make a decision together because now what we're seeing online is community is huge. Community is huge. There's a level of transparency that's expected from every business online now. Right. Because there's somebody with the phone somewhere recording something that's happening. There's somebody taking a screenshot of an experience that they have with your brand. So you can't hide. You can't hide behind the brand. So what people are saying in that is I expect you to treat me like an individual. And if you don't, I'm, I'm going to tell the world about it. I was just going to say, I think if you focus on treating them the same way you would talk to a friend, it makes it a lot easier. Like, I'm not going to walk up to so-and-so and be like, so tell me everything about your personal finances. Like, that's weird. Like, I'm going to go up to you and be like, girl, did you just get a haircut? Like, you look good. <laughs> and yep. so, like, those little things like if you treat people like humans and not robots, it makes all the difference. Yeah. Here's the cool side effect of that as the business owner or the person writing the emails. I was starting an email today and in our active campaign account, I there's like so many cool features of where I can learn about our people, even if they don't fill out a form based off actions they've taken or things that they've done or whatever. And so I've been setting those up, scoring and segmenting and all of that good stuff. And today I started an email that I knew would be going to a very small amount of people, but I knew exactly the behaviors that they had just taken. And it was this like, this like veil lifted where I was like, Oh, I know how to actually write this email now. And it's fun. And I can have a conversation instead of sitting here being like, okay, I need 27,000 people to get something out of this email that I'm about to send. I'm only worried about like 75 people. And that feels so much better. Yes. Yes. And, and a lot of people, they get it confused because for that very reason that you're thinking about the 27,000. And it doesn't even have to be that many. You're thinking about the 500, like, okay, how can I make something that all 500? And it's like, no, make it for one individual. It's it's like this. Have you ever, and this is for you listeners, just raise your hand virtually wherever you are when you listen to this. Have you ever been walking by a conversation that had nothing to do with you, but it was so interesting, you stopped and you just, <laughs> you just start attending the conversation? Oh, yeah. Listen, <laughs> you're, you're like, stand close yeah. enough to them that you're like, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> right, right. This, this, this is digital eavesdropping happens all the time, right? You're right. You write an email that's so specific, so personalized to an individual, and people want to be part of the conversation. They don't feel excluded, but a lot of people get it mixed up. They're like, hold on, wait a minute. I have to be able to talk to 50,000 people. It's like, no, no. And especially in, and let me take a step back. I'm, making the assumption you understand your audience. Yeah, let, let's back that truck up. So how do we get to know our people, right? I mean, I know we can use email, but like, how do we use email to get to know our people? That's, oh, Abigail, I'm so glad you asked that because now we start to see the difference in platforms, right? And I'm a strong advocate for the marketing automation space first, and then I draw my lines with like the tools that I use. But my my whole ambition and my passion is to make sure that the space doesn't get manipulated and, and you know turned into something that it's not. 
But now we see the difference, though. How do you know your audience if your platform doesn't allow you to collect data? Some platforms, more more, more so like the basic email marketing platforms, the data that you're going to be able to capture is custom field based. And with that, it doesn't make that easy. Right. So if all you can capture is custom fields, your conversation is going to be limited. It's going to be limited. Now, you could argue and say, well, I get my other data somewhere else. And I have. Listen, the more that your data is split up in all of these other platforms, the less likely you're going to be able to tie it all in. Yeah, I felt that way when we had like 10,000 people in our email list. And that's when I wanted to start getting more of that data. But we had it from this sheet and our teachable account and our email and our Facebook group. And if I felt that way, then like you're going to feel that way when you have 10 people in your audience or your customers. So like prevent that problem now <laughs> instead of like when we did, when we had so many and we had to kind of fix it. Yeah. But, but what's your, the hardest thing to get somebody to realize it's almost like selling insurance, right? You're like, Hey, you're, <laughs> you're going to need this. Like get, you're going to need to trust me. <laughs> right. You don't want to be caught without it. It's almost the same thing when you start to talk about, talk to business owners about thinking beyond email marketing when they haven't even really been doing email marketing effectively, because like, just trust me, you're going to need this. You know, like, but I'm just sending broadcasts. Why do I? Right. And it's like, well, that's the problem. You're just sending broadcasts. And the reason why you're just sending broadcasts is because you don't know. Right. So now if I look at a platform, it needs to be easy to centralize all of the activity that's happening in my audience. I want to know what web pages they're visiting. Right. I want to know what links they're clicking, what they're opening. And and I don't want to know, like, just on an individual, like a specific email basis. I want to see trends. Right. I want to see performance by day. Like that is how I learn about my audience. And I don't want it to be specific about email. I want to be able to ha- see notes on the contact that I reached out and called them today and they told me to call back in, in four days. I want to be able to look at a pipeline and, and, and determine what's my average sales cycle. Right. I want to be able to see this type of in my audience, these type of people convert faster and these type of people convert slower. Right. Like how how can you do that with any email marketing platform? Any name, any name. It doesn't. It's impossible. Right. So if you're feeling like you're not getting the most out of email marketing. That's why. (laughs) Spoiler alert. That's why. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You guys know we are big fans of knowing your numbers. And we work with our Goal Crusher Club members every single month to know your numbers based off sales and, and growth across your platforms. But this is taking it an entirely different level. This is understanding not only numbers, but behaviors and actions. And like you said, trends. And it's with that knowledge that you're going to be able to have a holistic view of your business And that, once you unlock that, that's when you're able to be, I feel like, like next level boss, like top level and making like true executive boss decisions about where to move your business. Because you're injecting predictability now, right? The, The one thing that digital, a digital means of marketing provides to us right now is measurability. You know, you think back in traditional marketing, if you're in the yellow pages, how do you track those calls? Right. If you've got a big billboard on the on the highway, how do you know the effectiveness? Like, how do you know how many people drove by and out of all those people, how many people call like they're vague in their guesses at best. Right. But with digital marketing and the reason why you want to digitize your market, regardless of what type of business you have. 
you know, it doesn't have to be a digital business is because you add that piece of measurability. You know your numbers. And now we're starting to knock on predictability's door. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, and predictability, I'm all about creating that sustainable business. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Predictability leads to sustainability. And that is sexy. Yes. Tell me, like, on the most basic level, like, what are some of the things that our people can be doing in those earlier stages to eventually get there? Because I think a lot of people say, you know, that sounds great, but either I don't have the time to set all that up, or I don't know if I even need them, or I'm not making that much money. Yeah. And so, like, what are some basic things they can do to start? A, getting to know their customers better, but converting those cu- or those those audience members better. Yeah. And so the, the first step is always away from the tool, right? The first step is away from the tool. And I don't I don't want to get too far away from the tool, but you have to you have to at least have a preliminary marketing strategy. Right. Like and this goes back to your audience. You have to know where they're at, how you're going to approach them and how you're going to get them to your web assets. So I'm just going to kind of skip over that and say, here's a key piece that any business can use right now. And every business should do before you get into a platform. Do you know your segments? Do you know how your audience is grouped? If, if you're confused on what is a segment, a segment is a grouping of contacts by like attributes or actions. Okay, so every business has two primary segments, customers, non-customers. Bare minimum, you should be talking (laughs) to those two segments differently. Right. Now, when I go into customers, maybe I'm an e-commerce store. Maybe I have women's clothing, men's clothing. You see what I'm saying? If I go into the prospect side, maybe I have people who have attended live events and people who have attended online events. Right. But you and your business, you have to do your due diligence before you get in the platform to understand what are the groups? How are you segmenting your audience? Because now this is what you build towards. If I'm creating lists, I now know the name of my list. Right. If I'm creating tags, segments, I know the name of them. And now my marketing serves, my marketing strategy serves as a means of putting people in the right bucket. That is the crucial step that we did not implement until the last couple of months. So we literally, until about two months ago, did not have a list of our subscribers separated in customers versus prospects. Like we just didn't. We were talking to everybody. We might talk to some people specifically if they bought a certain product, if there was like an update, but that was it. If they were maybe interested in something, they got more emails regarding something, well, that was about it. And so it was... Or like super eye-opening to me to be like, oh, well, that's kind of an obvious way to segment our people. And now I can see of our... Because I had the data like, okay, we have this many people on our list, but this many people in our teachable school, but that wasn't connected in a way that I could actually talk to them in a different way. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it's again, the, the sexy part of email marketing is sending the email, people opening and and then buying, right? Like, in people's mind, that's what happens. That's the movie that they see until they hit sin. And they're like, wait a minute, I, th- am I in the right theater? This movie is all wrong. This is not it. And it's because of that. It's, it's consistent. And for those businesses that are saying, oh, well, I'm not making money yet. Or, oh, well, I'm not that big. Or, oh, I'm just sending broadcast. It applies to you. 
And if if this if even thinking of how do I segment my prospects is too much, at least just talk to your prospects different than your customers. You know, bare minimum, do that. Well, let's all remember that like your customers are more likely to buy from you again than your prospects are. And so you treat them differently for a reason. Like I literally had a conversation with someone this morning and I messaged her on Instagram because I was talking to her about, you know, buying this thing. And she's like, well, I already have bought this thing over here and this thing over here. Just take all my money. And she was like joking, but like quite literally was cool with that. And so I'm like, you just treat them differently. Like, would you privately message someone that you've never talked to before? Or would you talk to someone that you know has bought all these other things and say, girl, now is the time to get in on this. And you know what, Abigail, what you're what you're talking about is the power of buy in. And, you know, just so people know, because I've, I've had people make this mistake. <laughs> Somebody come to me and say, Chris, I thought you told me customers buy more than prospects. My customers aren't buying what, you know, like you're you're lying. Right. And I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. It's not automatic. Like it's not that now that I am a customer, I'm just going to keep buying. You still have to market. Right? You still have to do it. But the thing that 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 you brought up, Abigail, is the fact that with money exchanged, I have buy I'm I've bought into your business. And when someone buys in, guess what? They're more willing to give you information than somebody who hasn't. Ask somebody who just bought your course. Hey, could you fill out these quick three questions and let me know the top three things you want to get out of this course? Ask them and look at that completion rate compared to a prospect who's thinking about buying your course and say, hey, before you enroll, what are the three things you like this course to do for you? It's astronomically (laughs) different, right? Because they have buy-in. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Well, and that even works when there's not money exchanged, but actions taken that kind of are like taken further along in the relationship. So for example, for our listeners, you guys know that we host webinars all the time and we have people who register for them and come to them and don't come to them. And then some people who buy the thing that was pitched in that webinar and a lot of people who don't, right? Well, in the past, we've talked to everyone the same way. Like everyone needs to come to this webinar okay, now we had the webinar. Now everyone needs to go buy this thing. Oh, you haven't bought it. Here's some more emails about going to buy the thing. And what happened was as our list grew, those open rates dropped. Those conversion rates of showing up to the webinar of buying the thing were so astronomically low that if we were not smart business owners, we could have told ourselves the product is bad. The webinar is bad. The strategy is bad. When in reality, it was just going to so many people who didn't give a crap about what we were selling or offering because they didn't say that they actually wanted to hear about it. And so when we turned those same techniques and only delivered it to a very, very small, very interested group of people, and the open rates are over 60, 70%, the conversion rates are over 60% of showing up to something like that is astronomical. And that gives you the confidence that that thing is actually really good <laughs> and you just need to keep working at it. Yeah, absolutely. And it and, and what it highlights is that your email is one means of communication, right? It's a form of messaging and it's not the only form. It, it is very powerful. It's a form of messaging to keep you connected for, like you said, when you do figure out like, wait a minute, I'm talking to them wrong. You know, let me tweak this. And, and I would submit what I've also see that a lot of people make the mistake of is social media is much more easier like the the barrier of entry to social media is way lower than email. And since most people, if they don't know what to look for, they're into vanity metrics. So things that look good, right? So they're the ones that care about an open rate and don't understand that if you have a high open rate and no click through, you might as well not have sent the email, right? Like they don't understand the core 
metrics and how they function. So what do they do? They go to social media and guess what? They get followers. And in their mind, that follower number goes up and they're like, yes, I am a mogul. I'm in. <laughs> right. And then they dismiss email. They say, hey, look, and, and, and lo and behold, don't let them make a sale on social media. They really are. Oh, you use email? No, I just use Instagram or no, I'm just on, on Twitter or no, I'm just this. And every time I hear it, I just shake my head because it's you don't understand messaging. Right. These are channels. Social media is a channel. Email is a channel. The television is a channel. Messaging is transacted and disseminated across these channels differently. They impact your audience differently. So what do I say? I don't need that channel. No, I say, how can I use as many channels as possible to reach and communicate? So it's never the email and social media never fight. They never fight. Right. Like they always work together. And if they're not working together, it's because you turned them against themselves. Yes. I love I love that because I think so often that's exactly what we hear even from our audience of like, well, I don't have time for email, so I'm just going to focus on Instagram. They're not the same thing. They both deserve your attention. Like you got to be a business owner for a second and look at all of your options here. I get like we turned off Twitter a long time ago for our business because it just didn't make sense for us. Like we weren't we didn't want to use that as a stream to bring in people because that's not where our audience was. Okay, when you actually know that, turn it off or don't pay attention there. But like when you're actually throwing away channels that could help your business grow and serve your audience well, that, that's just being lazy. Yep, absolutely. I agree. And I love the fact that you said you turned off Twitter because right, right as the words leave my mouth, you should be using as many channels as possible. The people are thinking, oh, I need to be here. No, you don't. Try them out, <laughs> see what works, and scale back on the ones that don't. There's the there is no reason you should feel the pressure to have a pro- professional profile on every platform, right? Well, and I find sometimes it's really frustrating because they don't really let you delete it. So, like, sometimes you just got to move on. So, like, for instance, I used LinkedIn at the very beginning stages of our business because I was doing service-based things for a lot more corporate-facing clients. And I don't remember the last time I logged in, but instead of worrying about it, I just unsubscribed and, like, put the stuff in the trash. And I just don't care. Like, it's outdated. It isn't bringing me business. And that's fine. Like, I feel like so much of us are like, well, I got to go clean it up and I got to make it at least redirect to these other places and blah, blah. Who cares? Who cares? Just let it go. <laughs> let it go. That's how we felt about Periscope. Let it go. Right? <laughs> and, and, and feel free to do it. And, and of course, you can't do it confidently if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your audience. So, you know, right. not to be beat the horn or what is it? <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the saying is. I was trying not to say an animal. Because <laughs> like I don't want to beat in that. <laughs> right. And one thing, so here's what I found works really well. All right. And now we're talking about social media. If you understand how social media was always intended to work, social media to me, this is how I view it, is like going to a party. It, you, you know, like there's people you know, there's people you don't know. It's a lot going on. Every now and then you could look at, hey, what's that crowd over there doing? And maybe even walk over, join the group. 
chat and leave the group. <laughs> like, okay, they're not what I thought they were. See pictures, see people that you don't know, judge them based on their appearance. Like that's social media. It's all happening right now. And, and like I said, we all know this. We all know how to do this because we do it naturally. It's just the technology confuses things. If I'm at a party and I see someone of interest, what am I going to do? I'm going to approach that person and try to have in one, a one-on-one conversation. And guess what will happen? If the music's too loud, if it's too much going on, what will we do? Hey, let's go inside. Let's go into a quiet place. Let's just sit on the couch. We've all gone to those parties where like your friend is gone. And you're like, where is so-and-so? And you go in and they're having a quiet conversation with someone of interest, right? That exact process is what connecting on social media and then moving the conversation to email is, right? Well, let's just, you know say that you are much smoother than most of our audience. Most of our audience would see the person across the room and would be like, that would be nice. But they sit there and and they're like, oh, I'm all about this. Get super awkward and then leave. <laughs> or like me, and they would just go find the puppy and just go pet the dog the entire time they're at the party, which is what I have been known to do. <laughs> uh, but long story short, that means they act the same way online. They like see the prospect and they're scared to have a personal conversation with them. So there's some things you're just going to have to get over and work through. <laughs> like <laughs> technology can't solve it. You have to solve it. You get to hide behind your phone and your your screen uh-huh. and all the shit. So like mm-hmm. yeah. it's way less intimate. Like listen, you don't have to put on pants to do your job. Like most people listening do not have to put on pants to do your job. But guess what? Like that means you have to make the effort somewhere else. <laughs> yep. One hundred percent. Yes. And 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 that's that's really the biggest thing that I want to communicate to your subscribers or I should say listeners is I just want to instill confidence, right? You know how to do this. You know how to have a conversation. You know how to not be weird and and ask for somebody's social security number before you get their first name. Although maybe they know how to not do that. I mean, maybe. Right. Like it's an extreme, but we, uh, you know, your brand and you know what you want to exude when you get up and get dressed. I'm talking to all of you listeners. When you get up and get dressed, you know how you want to look. You know what what energy you want to give off. So you take that same confidence. I know technology adds that level since I can go into my room and I can think and do when it comes to getting dressed. I can't think and do when it comes to technology. So I get it. I get where the frustration comes from. But if anything, just understand that technology, it is a tool. It is a tool and it is here to help and serve you, whatever you would do in person. This is really why I love traditional businesses. I love businesses that haven't been online because they they've done this stuff. They've got their processes outlined. They know, okay, we call this and all they need to do. All they need is a digital translator. Whereas someone who's starting online has never taken the time to really set, you know, document their processes, see what it takes to really capture a lead and nurture them. Um, So they've got a bit more of a learning curve, but it's not much different than the conversation that you would have in person. We're just digitizing it so we can scale it. Yes. I love that. Well, 
I would love to hear before we go into talk strategy to me, just a couple of more either mistakes or quick techniques for those new people who are really hesitant about exploring this platform for their business. What kind of words of wisdom or strategies do you have for them? Yeah, the the difference with our company is we have a success team and the success team is real life people that will talk to you. So a lot of people, believe it or not, I know this is going to sound crazy. The mistake is they don't talk to a person. Every time I say it, it sounds weird. But if you're confused at any level, which most people are, we have people that will talk to you about that. Like it is part of our business model. It's not something where we're trying to pitch you something or anything. We will truly talk to you. And a lot of times what I found is there's just a, a couple things that the person doesn't know to do. And if you if you don't get help early, those two things can just change in your entire lifetime with the platform. Yeah, I will say y'all's customer service is on point. The people even in the just the help button on the chat just on the main site have been so helpful because it's that tiny stuff of when you get started and tech is scaring you or you're like trying to fit this one tiny puzzle and that one thing is broken. So the whole thing can't be set up and you just give up and that automation that you wanted to start just sits there as a skeleton forever and ever. But if you're getting an answer to your question within minutes, which you are onside that platform, then that enables you to move forward and finish finish the projects that you're going to do. So don't be lazy about it and just ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if I if I add to it, as you get going, so what I'll say is I'm going to assume, you know, they're in your community. So they've been able to talk strategy collectively and they, they at least have an idea of like their marketing strategy. Then they said, OK, um, I've at least mapped out. I've got three segments. I've got prospects, customers and, and even volunteers or something like that, right? So they've got some some basic understanding and they say, okay, I listened to what Chris said, I'm going to call. And they call in and now they're ready to get into the platform, right? The biggest thing, especially if you're coming, I see this more from email marketers. The biggest mistake you can make coming from email marketing is to treat active campaign like it's list-based. And I get where the, I get the confusion because we call them lists but they're different, right? And email in any email marketing platform, just understand you're emailing a list. That email goes to a list and then the list says, "Okay, I'm going to send this to everybody who's on my who is associated with me." So if you have one contact on three different lists, that's why they get duplicate emails because you're mailing a list, you're not mailing the contact. It's total opposite in active campaign, you're actually mailing the contact. The list is just one of the means in which we're grouping them by. So the platform is smart enough to say, oh, you're on three lists, but you're one person. Here you go. One person, you get one email (laughs) instead of three. So that's a a huge mistake I see people make is that they treat lists in active campaign like they are in email marketing platforms. Yeah. Well, I can't remember the episode numbers. It was a while ago, but you did a really, really great, I think it's a three-part series, maybe four parts on list tagging, segmenting, and custom fields. And that truly, like that was the first time I had kind of heard it broken down in that way. Because we had either been on just a list-based platform like MailChimp or just a tag-based platform like ConvertKit and had never had 
a platform that did both. And so I don't think I understood the benefits of having both until that series. And so if you guys are confused, even if you're not using Active Campaign, trust me, that series, getting that kind of bird's eye view on the breakdown of what list versus tags and versus custom fields even means, I think that's really going to help kind of wrap your head around it. Yeah, yeah. And 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 since we're we're going down mistake, I, I'll give you three. I like to at least give an odd number. The last one, and this one is simple, but it, I found that a lot of people don't know to do it. And it's installing our site tracking. Yes. That was a game changer for me. I'm obsessed. Yes. Installing the site tracking is, is, is one of those things if you're not told to do it. It's just like Google Analytics, right? You don't put it on. And then later in life, there comes a case where you're like, oh, how many web visits are you getting? You're like, oh, let me log into Google and let me not. You don't have it. It's your best insurance ever. Yes, because remember, everybody, I don't like to call websites or web pages that. I like to call them web assets. Okay, they are assets to your business. When someone visits that asset, and of course, I'm assuming your copy is optimized <laughs> to your audience. <laughs> we're, we're making a lot of assumptions today. It's fine. <laughs> right. When they visit that, guess what? That visit tells you something, right? That lets you know what they're interested in. On our accounts, it is very common. You add an interest tag based on pages visited. Right. So so some of this stuff you don't have to ask for. You don't have to send out a survey every week. Hey, just wanted to know, are you interested in this? I'm a firm. What 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 what's the old adage? Listen to what people say, but watch what they do or something like that. The same is 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 true here. I found that people will lie to you, but their actions won't. (laughs) Right. They'll fill out a form. hundred percent. They're lying to themselves. So they're definitely lying to you. And they'll, they'll get ahead of themselves. They'll be like, oh, well, I really should be filling it out this way. And it's like, no, 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 don't lie. But guess what's going to tell the ultimate truth? Their actions, right? What pages they're visiting, what they're doing on your assets. And, and, and the good thing about Active Campaign is that you can put the site tracking on any website, as many websites as you own. So you can see them visit like multiple pages. And you can see exactly. So a, a good case in point is me. I have like I have a professional blog and then I have a personal website. I see the people who are really interested in me by what the people. <laughs> right. It's very easy. Yep. Please ignore how many times my name pops up on both of those site trackings. <laughs> right. So these are these are really fundamental but powerful understandings and things that you can do that really just change your entire experience from the moment the moment you sign up. Yep. Well, I, I'll tell you, like going back, because we do a data collection every single week and every single month. And going through our top contacts, which I can now see based off an automation that I have set up, and then really picking and choosing to view their history on what past behaviors they've taken. It is so fun to see, okay, they downloaded here, they clicked this page, they read this blog post, then they took this action. That gives you so much information about what you're putting out into the world and how your people are behaving. Like it's invaluable. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. So it, it now starts to become, how are you operating your business without this? Right. Like once you know, it's almost like riding in a car with somebody with GPS and it's like, wait a minute, how does she know where to turn? What is that device? Right. <laughs> and you're just like carefree, like, OK, I'm turn left here in two point four miles. I'm going to turn right. And then that person gets back in their car 
and they've got like map quest printout pages on the map. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That was like not that long ago. That was 2010 when I would drive home from college and print out my map quest. What year is this? Like, come on, people. You have all of these resources at your fingertips mm-hmm. and you don't know where to go ever. No, mm-hmm. I remember I remember crying because my GPS went out. Like it ran out of battery. And I didn't know where to go. I was somewhere between Kansas and Nebraska and shit. There is nothing there. And I was like, where am I? I'm going to follow the sun and drive in the right direction. That is hilarious. But it's, listen, we, it's, it's real life, right? And, and it translates to digital. So now that you know, now that you know, I'm not saying that you go and start doing all of this stuff right now. Right. But the first step would be in this analogy, go get the GPS, figure out how to hook it up later. Right. Like at least get it right. Read the instruction manual. Right. Call in and say, hey, I just bought this thing. How does it work? You can do all of that with active campaign. Sign up, call in. Hey, just got it. Where do I start? What you know, like use the resources. Yeah. Well, speaking of resources, I would love to use our talk strategy to me segment as your top three resources that you want to point people to, whether it's an old episode of your podcast, a blog, a down, like it doesn't matter. Where would you send people who are like, okay, I'm excited about diving into email marketing, whether they have a system or not to truly start to collect that data and then do something with it. Yeah. Yeah. First and foremost, I would say go to the homepage and sign up for a trial, right? Activecampaign.com. You'll get your trial. Now, this may seem self-serving, but I promise (laughs) the next resources I'm going to give you, there's a reason. The next one would be the education center, activecampaign.com forward slash learn. And the reason why is because that is where you're going to get all of your self-paced, self-guided help. Okay, I I know business owners and sometimes, although it's available for you to call in or whatnot, sometimes you just want to learn it on your own. You just want to figure it out or you're working for you're working in a company and you just need a resource to share. And so, you know, whether it's you're printing it out, bringing it to a meeting, the education center is dedicated for that. That's or that or it's like one in the morning and you're like, uh, I'm doing this now. I don't have time to wait to call. I want to do this right now. Ain't no waiting. Anyway, what's your third resource? Yep. And the third resource, again, I'm sorry. I, I love I love my stuff, <laughs> but I love the fact that it helps. It is Active Campaign Podcast. It is the podcast that I was missing when I was learning marketing automation. That's that's the driver in every single episode. You you two, your listeners, but your listeners, just so you know, it's things it's things that I know you're struggling with because I struggle with them. So what is an LMS? So instead of trying to Google, I'll just go reach out to some LMS platforms and bring them on the podcast. Hey, what what is learning of learning management system and how does it work? Right. If you're in the community building, I just did a recent one on community building, which was amazing. And it was just like, I'm just curious. How does it work? 
What what makes a community successful and not like genuine questions? So it is very much not scripted and it's for any and every small business. With those three resources, it will be hard pressed for you to to feel in any capacity that you either a don't know what you're doing or b it wasn't worth your time. Yep. A hundred percent. And I'll just chime in. I've said it already, but that podcast is gold. There are a lot of episodes, but it is, you can like pick and choose, scroll through to see which one's going to be right for you. I encourage you to take the thing that you're struggling with right now, like not your future struggles, but the thing you want to tackle right now and go find episodes that are related to that. Because I feel like if you just kind of like start listening, you're going to get overwhelmed and have so much stuff on your list that you want to tweak or implement or whatever. But just tackle one thing. And that podcast is so helpful. Yep. I'll do. I'll give a spoiler alert. You you guys have me on at the right time. By the time you listen, some of you listen to this, you'll be able to go to the education center and see courses as well. Oh, so there will be courses. The one that I'm working on right now, this is the first time I've ever said this publicly. Um, the one that I'm working on right now <laughs> is getting started with active campaign. So I, I know the struggle. Trust me. <laughs> I do. This is why I'm the director of education and I am committed to ensuring that you have all of the educational resources. And the only reason I'll tell you what, the only reason why I haven't mentioned like anything marketing based, because we do have a great marketing blog. What I found over time is that people are over marketed to online. So their guards are up naturally. So what education allows me to do is just be pure value. There's no catch. There's no, hey, read this ebook. And it's, it's like you can go here and learn with your guard down. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, is there anything else you wanted to add for our listeners before we go today? I think I've said enough. I hope it wasn't confusing. Listen, listen to me, everybody. I've I've done this many times. <laughs> so you are going to want to rewind. Listen, t- I hope you take notes. That's going to be the biggest thing. And, and what I've learned about education, uh, what I've learned about education is that you're not listening to this to understand everything, right? Listen to this, get you a nugget or two, put it into action. Because what's going to happen is when you implement on that nugget, that nugget plus experience expands your understanding. And now come back with your new understanding and get a new nugget. Yes. Love that. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details.
really love the show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.